Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Rich Lee from St. Bonaventure University, and welcome to one of Tap Into Greater Orleans podcasts. We're good to be glad to be back after kind of a hi- hiatus over the summer, and we're going to kind of segue from what happened over the summer um, into our show. And that um, our topic gets involved St. Bonaventure's um, summer program at Oxford University. We're going to have three students who um, are working for Tap Integrator early in this semester, but were part of a group of 33 St. Bonaventure students who studied at Oxford last summer. That's Kevin Bradley, M.K. Killen, and Sarah Wyckoff. And we're also joined by the director of the Oxford program, and that is um, Mike Jones-Kelly, um, affectionately known or maybe better known as MJK. So, Mike, I'm going to start with you for people who are listening who may not be familiar with St. Bonaventure's summer program at Oxford. Can you just give us a short description of what it is? The interesting thing about um, St. Bonaventure's program at Oxford is that the students who participate in the program don't just visit England. They actually live in England for the summer. Um, We're based at, uh, we're lucky enough to be based at Trinity College in Oxford, there are some 63 colleges that uh, comprise Oxford University, and Trinity is one of the better ones as far as reputation, as far as history, as far as famously delicious food, uh, a rather notoriously good wine cellar, and the fact that it's located right in the middle of the city of Oxford. The students, as I said, don't visit, they live there. They live in the same rooms as regular Trinity students. They eat in the same dining halls as regular Trinity students. They study in the same classrooms as regular Trinity students. And they enjoy the city of Oxford just like regular Oxford University students. It is um, a program that is unique to St. Bonaventure in probably a 500-mile radius. Uh, St. Bonaventure students are the only university students anywhere near this area who get a chance to live and study at Oxford University. Um, As an academic experience, it's quite rigorous, quite difficult. As fun, it's probably incomparable. It's kind of a life-changing experience. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And, you know, having spent the last two summers myself at Oxford, I can attest to what a you know, wonderful and valuable experience it is. I kind of like to pick up on what you said about how the students don't just study in England. They live in England and ask the students, you know, you've been back at school now for about two weeks. Um, has the experience of being at Oxford changed you as a student, perhaps the way you view education? And, um, MK, I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on this? Is it a bit different being back here and going to classrooms now that you've had the experience of studying at Oxford? It definitely is. I mean, all of us have stories from Oxford that will last us a lifetime, and we have that ability to bring up in casual conversation our experiences when studying abroad, which I think really benefit us in the classroom in a lot of ways. Also, I mean, it's a completely different culture shock. It was surprising how easily we transitioned into Oxford, and then coming back, it was almost like the reverse. It was more difficult to get into our regular routine. Yes, that's interesting. Sarah, what what has the experience been like for you? Uh, I would agree with MK with the transitioning back to here at Bonaventure. Um, It was just such an amazing experience uh, working with professors from other countries and just getting that real-world experience. Yeah, 
Okay. And Kevin, um, have you transitioned back to um, St. Bonaventure yet, or you're are you still in Oxford? Well, I definitely it was it's definitely something that changed me in a lot of ways I didn't expect. You know, I, I think I'm more appreciative of just uh, everything now because I, I was exposed to such nice people uh, in Oxford and getting to study in that environment. Um, it, it was life changing, but it also made me realize how much I appreciate being home, you know, with among family and friends and, and coming back with those experiences and being able to share them with people has been great. But, uh, the, the reverence that they have for the classroom environment over in Oxford, I think I've kept, uh, a lot of that, and I'm definitely more attentive than I think I used to be. Okay, well, I'm glad it's been, it was such a positive experience for everybody. And, you know, Kevin, while I have you um, on the line, I want to ask you about something that I think, you know, Sarah uh, made reference to some of the professors who you get to work with and study with who are not St. Bonaventure professors. And one of the many great things about the program is our students have a chance or an opportunity to study with, you know, some people who are really well-known, well-versed in their fields. We had Dr. Clemena Antonova and Dr. Adam Ritchie. I, I believe you both took classes, um, you know, you took classes from both of them. Can you talk a, a bit about what it was like taking classes from people who, you know, are not part of the American education system and, you know, perhaps how that might be different? Ah, well, that's, it's really interesting. Uh, first, uh, I just want to thank both of those professors, Dr. Antonova and Dr. Adam. They were both just uh, amazing to work with, very, very focused people. Uh, Dr. Antonova specifically, uh, I noticed that when she was referring to the events of the, um, the Reformation and whatnot, she would use specific landmarks around the city of Oxford as reference, like this happened here and, and people were burned alive on this corner. And it felt it, everything had a weight to it that I wasn't uh, especially used to back home, learning about those same experiences. Um, that, that's at least what I noticed from uh, Dr. Antonova's class. Uh, and, and Dr. Adam was very focused on bringing real-world events into into the classroom. We, we would talk about the Ebola outbreak and, and news stories. And uh, the passion he had for it was very, very colorful. I, I'll never forget working with him. Okay. Yeah, Sarah, can you talk a bit about, you know, your experience in studying with, with those two professors? Yeah, they were um, both – fantastic professors, and it was great to work with them. Uh, it was really interesting to get their perspectives on um, things that were going on here in America, and it was definitely a little shocking at first, but then it was it was really nice to have that um, experience from them. What, what was shocking about it? Um, I guess it's just their teaching approaches were a little bit different um, from what I'm used to here. So that took a little bit of time getting adjusted to, but overall, I think it will uh, help me in the future for, you know, in the professional world, working with different people in their different styles and adapting to that. Okay, great. And MK, if I recall correctly, I think you took the class with Dr. Ritchie, um, and then you took uh, one with our own, um, you know, Charles Boothway. Um, you know, was it, you know, talk about those classes and you know, going back and forth between, you know, a St. Bonaventure professor and, you know, one from 
from Oxford. Yeah, well, I agree with both Kevin and Sarah that having Dr. Ritchie in class was a really great experience. He's very knowledgeable about all of his fields, and he really tried to make the class more fun. So we talked about aliens and a lot of different things that you wouldn't expect in like a traditional rigid science course. And then that was actually the first time I had had Professor Boothway in class, and seeing him in like interact with his native environment was very interesting. He's a completely different person in England than he is back here on campus. Okay, well that gives me a good lead-in to Mike. I wanted to ask you, Mike, about you know how you you manage to bring in these experts in their field to teach in Oxford, and I think the students have spoken pretty eloquently about what it means to them. But you know maybe from a perspective of the person who directs the program, what, what does it mean? And if you want to start off talking about Giles, we all love Giles. And Yeah, well, the thing we should point out about uh, uh, Professor Boothway, Giles Boothway, is, as uh, M.K. said, it's Giles in his native habitat. Giles is actually an Englishman who teaches at St. Bonaventure. And, of course, when during the summer, he's back home. Uh, and he's very comfortable there for some odd reason. Um, I was fortunate when I took over the program, I inherited uh, Dr. Ritchie and Dr. Antonova, uh, kind of inherited Dr. Antonova. She had taught in the program many years in the past and had been away from the program for several years, and I managed to find her and bring her back. So they're all quite experienced in the program. You have to bear in mind that St. Bonaventure's Oxford program has been running for 30 years, so there's quite a bit of experience back behind us. Um, and I was just lucky that I managed to get these excellent professors. Then we had to fill it out, Rich, with two not-quite-so-excellent professors, you and me. Okay, well, actually, I, I did want to ask you what your experience was like you know, teaching. I, I know mine was really, I think we had talked while we were there about you know, how we both enjoyed teaching in Oxford you know, as a professor. You know, was it different for you teaching in Oxford as opposed to back here at St. Bonaventure? It is. Of course, the, the term is shorter, uh, so things have to be a little more compact, compact compressed. Um, that makes it sometimes a, a little bit more work for the students and for the professor to get through the material. But then again, you go out and you hold class on the gorgeous manicured lawns of Trinity College and you sit in the sunshine in this beautiful garden and you talk about the materials and then when class is over walking back to my rooms I think that was work that didn't look like work that was just delightful uh, so uh, that's different yeah I think that translates to the students too that it doesn't feel like going to a class here and as you said that aesthetics it was just, you know, I taught a couple of my classes outside and kind of have to pinch yourself. I'm sitting here in this beautiful setting, you know, teaching. But aside from the setting, I, I found that the students were much more focused and we had some great discussions. I, I told my class I wanted to try to teach it a bit like some of my doctoral seminars where you just spend the time talking with really intelligent people. And there are a number of classes where I almost didn't have to do anything. I almost stood in the corner of the room or off to the side and the students took off with a great discussion. So from, you know, that standpoint, it was very rewarding. Well, I think we have to um, 
say that this uh, the group we just had this last summer, 2017, academically they were first rate. They were absolutely first rate students, um, in not just in your class and in my class, but according to all the tutors, this was an outstanding bunch of, of people, and they weren't selected for the program because they were the top geniuses at St. Bonaventure. They were just a good cross-section of St. Bonaventure students. But somehow when they get to Oxford, they become Oxford students. Um, the level of intellectual activity, the level of intellectual excellence that we see, particularly this last year, is really inspiring. Okay. Great. Well, um, kind of like one last question for everybody. And, you know, now that we're back, um, I'm sure we all have great, you know, we obviously all do have great members of Oxford, but if um, each of you can tell me, like, what do you miss most about living in Oxford? Um, so, well, um, Kevin, we'll start off with you. Oh, what do I miss most? Uh, well, I actually made quite a few friends uh, that live in Oxford while I was over there. Uh, I, I trained I, I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the, the local Carlson Gracie School, so I, I got to know a lot of the guys there really well, and they were just standout fellas. They, they loved beating me up because I was American. Uh, but uh, the, the memories I had there and, and the people I met, you know, that they were just some of the nicest people I'll ever meet, I think. So I, I miss them very much. Yeah. And, Kevin, I, I think we all were impressed with your ability to, you know, take something that was an interest of yours, is, you know, the jiu-jitsu, and no matter where you were, you know, find a place to do it and, and to make those new connections like you were, like you did. So um, I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, MK, oh, you well, know, I actually, I still, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. What were we gonna say, Kevin? Oh, I was just gonna say I, I still do keep in touch with some of them, so you know those those connections are are definitely gonna stay. Yeah, that's you know great to hear. I mean, it's it's six weeks in Oxford, but you know one of the nice things about it is not only you have memories that last a lifetime, but sometimes you know you make those connections, those friendships, those relationships that will you know, help you through the rest of your personal and professional lives. So, uh, okay, um, MK. What are you missing most about being in Oxford? I did a lot of walking in Oxford, and Oxford really is a walking city. All the food and bars and clubs, all the activities in the area are within walking distance. But I think my favorite walks were Christ Church Meadow and Port Meadow, which are both extremely beautiful in completely different ways. And the ability to just walk outside and basically be in a Jane Austen novel, that's really something I miss. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned walking because my wife, Ann, who's the assistant director, and I we lived in a flat about a mile and a half from, from campus. In fact, I know you visited us there once. So we, we did that walk almost every day, and it was enjoyable. It was good exercise, and there's just, you know, so much to see as, as you're walking day to day. Uh, and, Sarah, uh, you have the last crack at it. What are you, what are you missing most about uh, Oxford? Uh, I would say the things that I miss the most about Oxford revolve around the meals. Uh, we had high table meals every Thursday, and they were just like the most decadent meals I've ever had in my life. And just the enjoyment to sit with my friends, and we had great conversations over amazing food and drinks. Um, I just know that those are the memories that I'm going to hold in my heart forever, um, and I really wish I could go back and do it again. Okay. 
And, and Mike, I want to give you a chance to, I mean, you get to go back like me, but right now, you know, what are you missing most about Oxford? Truthfully, what I miss most is watching the students adapt, adjust, fit in, grow, suddenly realize that they can, like Sarah said, sit in an absolutely formal, high-table, formal dinner, banquet, and be comfortably elegant and comfortably comfortable at the same time. Uh, Watch them blend into society there. Watch them become comfortable and at home in what they're doing. And watching them become, at the risk of a bit of overstatement, citizens of the world. It's just it's an incredible thing to watch. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I thought about how I would answer this question myself, and it's not an easy one. I put all of you on the spot, but just listening to Mike, you know, we see, you know, the students come over, and like your first couple of days there, everyone's getting used to things, and then all of a sudden, it just like overnight, it seems like everybody's comfortable. Um, so I would have to say, I obviously miss, I think, everything that, you know, people said there, aside from maybe the jujitsu, it's not my cup, cup of tea. <laughs> It's, um, you know, just such great people there, the students, the, the staff at, um, at Trinity, and, and just the people in Oxford and, and the atmosphere. It just lends itself to, you know, to education and to healthy discussion, um, which, you know, unfortunately we don't have enough of today. So, uh, so with that, um, you know, we're going to bring the podcast to a close. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank our students, Kevin Bradley, M.K. Killen, Sarah Wyckoff. Thank uh, Mike Jones-Kelly, the program director, for spending some time with us and Thank folks who are, who are listening. Um, so keep um, keep an eye on the Tap Into Greater OEN social media accounts. Um, well, we hope to be back on a regular schedule doing podcasts once a week. But we'll post times and how to listen on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, and um, hope to catch everyone next time. So once again, my name is Rich Lee. Thank you for listening. <laughs>